The Breakdown with Bethany is a mom.com podcast. Hi, and welcome back to another episode of The Breakdown with Bethany. I'm Bethany Braun-Silva, and today my guest is Marissa Brown. I have been following Marissa for years. She is a prolific parenting writer, but she's also an astrologist and came out with a new book called Raising Baby by the Stars. So we're going to get into it. All things astrology, which is one of my favorite topics, and Marissa is definitely the expert. So stay tuned. Marissa, I am so excited to talk to you. I was mentioning briefly a little bit before we got started that I am really a huge fan because I'm a parenting editor and you're just sort of one of the top writers in the parenting lifestyle and of course, astrology space. So give us a little bit about your background. Oh, sure. So uh, I don't know how far back you'd like me to go, (laughs) but sometimes I feel very inspired to talk way about way back, which was like at five, I knew I wanted to be a writer. I knew I wanted to write books. So, and this, the fact that we're talking about my first book coming out, like definitely uh, a lifelong, very lifelong, long, long, long dream coming true, which is very exciting. Uh, And then I remember sort of in junior high, I started getting a bit more pragmatic about it. Like I want to write, I want to write books, but like you don't get paid every day for a book unless you're like, you know, Stephen King. So I need to think, or Judy Bloom. So I need to think about, about like how to make a living as a writer. And I also has, have always been very much a people person and love talking to people, always getting in trouble in school for talking too much. <laughs> so I'm like, how can I use this <laughs> for my career as well? And I founded my junior high's first school paper and uh, then went on to be like determined to become editor-in-chief of my high school paper. So I've very much been on the journalism track all my life, basically, as well. And thought I wanted to cover entertainment in the entertainment industry. Uh, But always in my heart, I was thinking, I I, I would like, I don't want to be stuck really with any beat. I've covered news, hard news, uh, parenting, all various lifestyle topics. And then of course, there's a lot of confusion when it's like, oh, you do that and you're an astrologer. (laughs) But I really think that kind of my book brings it all together in a lovely way. I'm very invested in relationships and psychology and uh, what it means to be a human being, connecting with other human beings. So I think astrology really hits on all of that too. So it is more organic than um, perhaps it seems at first blush. (laughs) And was the astrology interest always there or did that develop, you know, mid-career a few years in? I'm very curious about that. I was raised by the stars. (laughs) My parents are, uh, my father, I would say, is an astrologer. My mom is a student of astrology. Uh, My father taught himself astrology back starting in 1969. So when I was born, I'm the eldest of three. My father says he was watching the clock like a hawk (laughs) because he had to have that birth chart accurate. Uh, And and not that they were referring to it all the time or anything like that, but it just gave them a really, and I'm sure we'll get into this a little bit more, but it, it just gave them some cliff notes a little bit on what is my perspective? What are my motivations? You know? (laughs) Uh, And so I grew up with it. And then I 
was always talking, I had a friend from junior high mentioned to me in re- reference to the book recently, something like, I remember you talking about this at our lockers. <laughs> so I've also, yeah, very much been interested in it since I was younger. And um, then at the first women's magazine that I worked for, they had someone writing the horoscopes and it wasn't working out anymore. And I volunteered. I was like, I can do them. And I called my dad up and I was like, I would like to know the best way to write horoscopes for a mass audience. And I want to be as accurate as possible. Very Virgo. (laughs) And um, he taught me and I've been writing them ever since. And uh, of course, lots of other astrology content. I love that. I'm so, I'm actually very curious about that. Like how do you pull weekly, you know, cause I, I'm an avid reader of my horoscope every week and I go to, you know, various different ones. I'm sure I'm you, I, I there's a few others, but, um, I'm, so is it, do you really refer back to like charts, like, or what the, the planets are that week? Absolutely. Yeah. I always encourage, that's why I always encourage people to read their rising sign in addition to their sun sign, because the easiest way to write horoscopes like I can't see everybody's chart unfortunately you know you need to have a one-on-one reading for someone to really deep dive and be able to give you the most accurate predictive information so I have to generalize to some extent but it is quite accurate if you're reading your rising sign just based on the formulations that are easiest to do horoscopes for a larger audience uh and yes I'm looking at what are the aspects what are the transits going on in the sky in a given period of time, whether it's weekly, monthly, or like for the in-style digital issues, we are doing those like seasonally. Um, so I'll try to look at the main key highlights because there's there's like a hierarchy of what's going on in the sky. Like the moon moves so fast and it's doing little things all day. Some days, not much at all. Um, in fact, like I get kind of frustrated when it's like, I'm writing for a week where it's like, wow, this is a really quiet week, which some people might actually like to know, but then there's not as much to talk about as if it was like a full moon and Mercury goes retrograde and you know, all this other crazy stuff happening at once, which absolutely those are, there are weeks like that. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my gosh. I mean, every time I hear Mercury's in retrograde, I sort of just like, you know, like buckle up, but (laughs) um, I'm wondering also how can people who are maybe not such avid invested, you know, astrology lovers sort of use this, use astrology as a guide. I will tell you, my mother got my birth chart when I was little. And then when both of my sons were born, she got theirs uh, done and she does occasionally she will reference it. Like if something happens with my seven-year-old, she's like, this is in the chart. I told you, I told you. So that's great. (laughs) Use that. Like if they, maybe if they don't have the birth chart, but just like, what is like general ways people can use astrology in their everyday life? There's so many ways. And that's, I'm so like, I'm so excited and passionate about using this as a tool just to make life a little bit easier For me, I mean, everybody's different, right? For me, I like having a heads up on things like you just described, you know, about people in your life or how you might feel or what might be coming down the pike at work or in a relationship, Um, but not necessarily seeing it so black and white, like this is absolute. Or (laughs) I know the 
um, sort of perhaps impulse sometimes is to say, oh, this is completely good. This is completely bad. Like Jupiter is luck. So it, it must be like, <laughs> my mentor says like, um, like Santa coming to bring you all these gifts. <laughs> um, it's, it's, there's a lot of nuance also. So, um, but to answer your question, <laughs> cause I could go on a whole side tangent on that. Uh, just kind of awareness, I think is really great. That's something I actually worked on in therapy too, where I knew that there was a kind of daunting, huge astrological aspect coming up. And I was flying on the day that it was exact. And I was a little freaked out and I talked to my dad about it and I talked to my therapist about it. And my dad was like, it's a very slow moving. We're talking about the big outer planets. And when they do stuff, it's more generational or annual. It gives a flavor to the year as opposed to on this day versus like something that moves faster, like Mercury going retrograde or a full moon, new moon, et cetera. You feel that more on the day itself. And then my therapist was like, it's just about awareness too, right? Like maybe you're just a little extra alert when you're, you know, in the airport or something like that. Um, try not to space out and think I'm in a rom-com out with my headphones in like I tend to. <laughs> but uh, I think that just having that awareness and holding it in mind and maybe even in the back of your head, like, ooh, my my toddler is like really having some um, tantrums, you know, and, and like be extra clingy and all of that, like what's going on. Oh, again, I keep saying full moon, but like that one's very, um, in your face <laughs> you can very much tell that one or look at their, if you do have their chart or you are interested in working with a, an astrologer, you can look at slower moving transits. You can be like, Ooh, all right. So I see that Saturn is in this Saturn is challenges, limitations, boundaries. I see that they're kind of being tested in this area. So um, how can I support them in that? Got it. And Marissa, do you give any energy to like skeptics? Like, cause I, I know there are some people, oh, there's a lot of people who are skeptical. Actually, I interviewed Neil deGrasse Tyson and like a few times, not a few times, but I've heard him, I've interviewed him once, but I've heard him say like, you know, uh, you know, so what, I mean, do you give any energy to that? Or what do you say to people like, like that? Uh, I have uh, thoughts on a lot of thoughts on this. <laughs> I actually wrote a piece for shape that I could share with you that if you, if you want, um, that I love to refer skeptics to, but I believe there are like two types, right? There are the skeptics who just aren't very well informed about what astrology actually is. They think it's your horoscope and that's it. Um, they don't realize that you have a whole natal chart. They don't realize how many layers are involved in that. They don't realize that that's just one very even small piece of the study of astrology all of the various applications. Um, and But they would be open to it if they did understand more. Those are the skeptics who I'm interested in speaking with. If, if it's somebody who is just flat out, like, I hate this, I don't have any interest in learning about it. I, you know what? I feel bad for them because <laughs> it's a tool. Like I said, I think it really, as a Virgo, uh, I am very invested in offering people, you know, and a service journalist and lifestyle journalist. I'm very interested in finding information for people that can help make their lives easier. And I just don't understand why you would reject something that could potentially 
help you connect better with people, understand yourself more. Although I do. So in the piece that I just mentioned, one of the things that I float as a theory is that the people who are very anti-astrology. What's their sign? (laughs) (laughs) Well, there might be fixed signs (laughs) who are digging their heels in about it. Uh, Aquarians tend to be kind of that way, (laughs) especially. Um, But also they they might reject therapy as well or something else that holds a mirror up. They may not want to look at themselves and, and look at uh, analyzing those around them. And I understand it can be scary. So. All right. Well, okay. Thank you for that. I mean, I certainly have a few skeptics in my life. And so maybe I'll just point them to that piece, but all right. You're you're a Virgo. My son's a Virgo. Let's talk about, you know, raising your baby by the stars. Right. Okay. So I have, I'm dealing with a Virgo and an Aries of those are my two boys. And my, I have to say, I don't think my little one is like a very typical Virgo in the way that I know it to be. You'll probably can figure out all the sort of nuances, but my older son, who's about to be 11 is a total Aries. And what I mean by that, and tell me if I'm right, because he's like, he doesn't want to do anything. And then you get him to go. And then he doesn't want to leave. It's like, he's always giving us a hard time. Okay. Like to me, that feels like an Aries, right? Like someone who's like, he doesn't want to get in the bath, but then he doesn't want to get out of the bath. And it's like, I'm like, are you kidding me? But anyways, let's talk about the book and how parents can really use it to their benefit, what the, what they can get out of it, or what you hope for them to get out of this amazing book. I'm so excited for it. Oh, thank you. Uh, well, do you want to start with your son, the Aries? Well, that was just sort of a lead up, but yeah, we could totally address this, but that was sort of just yeah. like a lead up to the book, but yeah, help me out. <laughs> yeah, sure. I can mention, yeah, I can totally like touch on that a little and then like go into what else, you know, more about the book. But um, the thing is with an Aries, like they find conflict fun. (laughs) So (laughs) arguments, like, like I think of, I, I probably said this a few times in reference to Aries because it just really stuck in my mind. My father mentioned, mentioned that his dad, my grandpa was an Aries and he would say to my dad, who is a very sensitive soul with a Pisces moon, he's a Leo with a Pisces moon. And he likes, and and also my grandma was very like conflict, conflict averse, but my grandpa would say to him, like when he was a kid, fight with me for fun. Like, like argue with me. I really want to argue. This actually explains a lot about my mother too, who's an Aries. So thank you so much. (laughs) And my dad would be like, what? In fact, he dropped out of law school because he didn't want to argue. So sorry, Papa, you were barking up the wrong tree with my dad. But um, yeah, so I think, and that leads me to, you know, explain a little bit more about the book. It's like, if you know your kid is an Aries or they have some Aries in their chart, you can have a little bit of insight into like why they might be picking fights with you. You're like, I just, this isn't how I'm wired but they're, they're wired in this way. And this is how they see the world. And this is what they find fun and how they express themselves, et cetera. And I just think having, again, like kind of holding that in mind can help you reframe how you're tackling a particular issue or moment, (laughs) like a bath or um, whatever, heading out to go to a soccer game or anything like that. Like, um, 
maybe you just, you give them a little like teasingly get into a little debate about something and be like, we got to go. Or like, because Aries is ruled by Mars, the planet of action and energy, they want to do things fast. And they also like get all fired up and then, and then forget about it the next minute. So like with an Aries boss, for instance, um, or an Aries parent, for instance, I guess they're kind of similar, like there could be a big blow up an issue and then you're on to the next thing. So that's a very different person who you're dealing with, right? Than somebody like a Taurus who is going to very much hold on to something and potentially stew kind of quietly about it. <laughs> um, so you can kind of like switch up how you're how you're tackling it. And um, that's my hope with raising baby by the stars is that parents can dive into however much you want to get into your child's chart. If truly like sun sign is enough and that's, you know, that's where you want to start. It's a great starting point because that's the, your child's core identity, self, um, self image, how they express their confidence. So even just starting there is great. But when you want to get into more, you want to understand how do they want to be nurtured? For instance, um, you want to look at their moon sign. If you want to understand why, like, you're, you're like, oh, my kid's a Leo, but they have this very, like, kind of intense stare when they're out in the world and people are like, ooh, you know, they're very, like, kind of mysterious and quiet. Moment they might be, they have a Scorpio rising and you can kind of better understand why people see them the way they do um, and kind of just how they show up in the world. Um, and my whole, the big picture takeaway of the book is that I, I hope that it can help parents hold space for their kid to grow into who they are meant to be and to have some more understanding around that and to also support um, individuation. Like when you see your child's chart or even just understand that they have a different sun sign than you or perhaps the same sun sign, but it's not, that you guys, you know, that they're a carbon copy of you because they happen to be born under the same sun sign because there is so much more to it. I just think that like allows them to be very much their own unique person. And uh, as I write in the intro of the book, like just feeling like even from the time you're tiny to feel like you were given the space to be your own little individual person is so wonderful for so many reasons. And yeah. I love that. I really love that. I think, you know, also as a parenting writer and a mother, like, you know, we do want to really hold space for our kids' individuality. So anything that can help us as parents do that for them, I think is well worth it. Um, Marissa, it, Marissa, if it's okay with you, can I throw out, um, I know there's more to it than, you know, your son sign, but can I throw out like two parents, like a couple pairings and you tell me sure. like your first instinct on that and then, um, all right. Okay. This is what, okay. Uh, and I'm talking about, uh, we'll do like romantic relationships first. We'll throw out like two pairings there. And then we'll talk about parenting relationships, like uh, parent child. Okay. So for romantic, romantic relationships, again, I'm just like, okay. Um, okay. Sagittarius <laughs> Pisces. Oh, interesting. Uh, well, Sag is very much about like getting, and this is romance, right? We're talking about relationships. Okay. Um, Sag is all about getting out there in the world, uh, fire sign, mutable fire sign. So um, not sure if you're familiar with the cardinalities, but there's 
and then we get into this in the book too, because this is a wonderful lens through which you can see kind of like your child's disposition. Um, but the mutable signs are the more flexible, adaptable signs. They uh, fall within like the time frames that bring us from one season to the next. Okay. So Sag is when we're transitioning from fall into winter, right? And Pisces is when we're transitioning from winter into spring. Um, but they also tend to be more indecisive, maybe a little more flighty than other signs. Um, and those two signs square one another, which is the most tense, but also activating aspect. So Sag, they tell it like it is. They're very unfiltered. They want to get out in the world and... Um, travel as far distances as possible, usually learn, say, tend to have a tendency to like kind of get on a soapbox and pre be kind of a little bit preachy about their belief system. Um, they're philosophers. Pisces, on the other hand, are just very, very sensitive, empathetic, empathetic um, artistic, brilliant, spiritual souls. And one one big thing that pops out to me when you think of that combo is Sag really telling it like it is and saying, this is the truth. And, and that's why I'm saying it because it's the truth. And I, I find that to be the most important thing in the world. And Pisces being like, yeah, but that hurts when you say it like that. <laughs> Can we be a little gentler? Can we be a little, <laughs> you know, more compassionate in our language? Um, they're all about healing themselves they and others um spiritually so there can be a bit of tension there absolutely but on the flip side like sag can get pisces to get out of their comfort zone and pisces can teach sag about um caring for your emotional side and in addition to being so action-oriented Oh my goodness. Thank you. That was actually very, uh, of course it was, of course it was very informative. So we'll just jump right over to the um, parent child relationship. Let me think of some good ones. Um, well, I don't know. They're all good. Right. All right. How about Capricorn parent, uh, cancer child? Uh, okay. Well, so they're opposites. Oh, okay. <laughs> that was not intentional. <laughs> yeah. They're opposites. And that's something you want to take into consideration too, is if you find out that you're, you're, you know, in opposition with, your child or somebody else in your life, that's not necessarily a bad thing. It doesn't necessarily mean like, you know, and it doesn't, and also it doesn't mean the opposites attract. I, there's, there's pros and cons to all of this. But what I like about opposites is it's like really two sides of the same coin. Um, and Cap is very, uh, is Cap is ruled by Saturn, the planet of, I think I mentioned earlier, limitations, boundaries, but also commitment and hard work, um, and cancer's ruled by the moon. <laughs> so Cap tends to be very goal-oriented. They like to take the initiative. They go kind of slow and steady toward an aspiration. They are very ambitious, and they're, it's an earth sign, so they're very um, grounded, practical, Cancer, on the other hand, tends to be very much in their feelings, sentimental, softies. <laughs> so if you have a cat parent and a cancer child, they're kind of speaking very different languages, right? Like cap is like, these are the rules. This is how I was raised. They're also tend to be Saturn is kind of like older things, elders, tradition. So cap might be a little bit traditional in the way that they parent. They think, 
you know, this is, this is how it's always gone in my family. So, you know, I'm going to keep that tradition up and cancers, uh, very much like, I just want to snuggle and I want to be attached to you. And my mood changes a lot. And when I'm cranky and upset, when I'm a crab, <laughs> literally, I'm going to go into my shell and I'm not going to talk to you. And I'm not, and it's not very rational, you know? So they, there could be some headbutting in that way. So I would say to the Capricorn parent, and this is something I thought about when I was writing the book, I was like, you know, it might be, I'm curious what you think about this, but like, Sometimes you're like, well, how do I get my kid to do what I want them to do? Yeah. <laughs> right? Every day. Um, right. And, and, um, but as I was writing sort of the advice, I was like, well, I kind of want to come from it, come at it from the perspective of like, yes, you want to get your kid to do what they need to do, but also you want them to be themselves. And like we said, hold space for them to do their thing and develop how they're going to grow into who they are. So sometimes the parent needs to adapt. Sometimes the parent needs to change in order to, to ultimately have the best end result, right? So I would advise the Capricorn parent, like, kind of work on your touchy-feely side. That feels very foreign to them. <laughs> it is not their it is not their love language necessarily right out the gate, depending, again, asterisk on all of this is you got you might have a Capricorn who has a Pisces moon right um so they might actually be very touchy-feely uh in into snuggling <laughs> but just on the surface we'll just say a very strong cap and a very strong cancer um understand that your little one really needs a lot of warm fuzzy love lovey time and that that's maybe they're showing you that's you know, that's a side of yourself that you can develop. Um, and, and maybe try not to hold so hard and fast to the rules. Um, because emotions matter just as much. Right. Uh, and a little cancer with a cap parent is going to learn, you know, how, how to come up with a step-by-step -step plan and work their way toward a, a really big goal, which is really wonderful as well. Oh, I love that. Thank you so much, Marissa. Um, where can people find out about the book or purchase it? Um, and also, if you're still giving readings and things like that and writing up charts, how can they find that information as well? Sure. Well, they can head to my website, marissabrown.com. All the information you just mentioned is on there. You can even run a, your chart, your child's chart. Uh, and I encourage parents to do both in, in the book because um, understanding yourself is really a wonderful way to understand astrology and understand your child uh better and um i and yeah so you can and you can buy the book anywhere books are sold um as of february 21st and uh you can also find more information about my astrology writing and work i'm not currently doing readings because i am very engrossed in my writing uh and i'm getting married and, <laughs> and i'm writing a second so thank you. <laughs> so it's so, but I'm, but if you sign up for my newsletter, then I'll keep you posted on offerings in the future. That's great. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you, Bethany. <laughs> this was awesome.